Welcome to She's Up Next, a podcast focused on positive women's media representation and amplifying the voices of young female changemakers. We're here to have open conversations with teenage girls our age with accomplishments in activism, STEM, entrepreneurship, and more. Join us for this week's episode to catch up with what's new in our busy lives and fuel your motivation to achieve your own dreams through the inspiring stories of others like you. I'm your co-host, Jackie Acosta. And I'm Dory Miller. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We are so excited for this week's episode. We have our second official guest on the show. I know. It's exciting. I can't believe it's also our third episode. I know. I was about to say the same thing. It feels like we've, I don't know. It it just, it still feels very unreal because we've been talking about this for so long and now we're actually doing it. And I just can't get over how much I enjoy recording. It's been so much fun. Yeah. At like, at the same time, it feels really long. Like we've been doing this mm-hmm. forever, but at the same time, it's like, wow. Like just, <laughs> we're actually doing it. I don't it. know. We're actually doing it. I don't know. Short and long at the same time. Yes, I agree. I, I understand that completely. So we have lots to catch up on. We've both been up to some exciting stuff or mine's not, I wouldn't say I'm up to much, but I've just, I'm in a new setting. So that's <laughs> my, that is my update. I am in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota. I'm in a little township called Turtle River, which is outside of a small town. So yes middle of nowhere but this is where my mom's from I'm staying at my grandma's house on this big beautiful property right on the lake so I've been staying quite active and just getting to enjoy nature and yeah I'll get into that into my joyful moment but that's my little quick update of where I am and what I've been doing yeah Dora you're gonna have to give us an update on the whole plumbing situation I remember last episode you said there was a well but then there's also a drought what's going on with that okay so the plumbing itself isn't bad just my grandma's big on um conserving water and she's a she's very into um reducing food waste and trash Mm. and all of that so that's been really fun to talk to her about but yeah the the water situation is fine we just probably not taking as much showers as we normally would at home we're also going in the lake so we clean off there I guess (laughs) Uh, but as I was discussing with Amelia last week um the water smells terrible and (laughs) that is the water that I brush my teeth with wash my hands I shower in the water so my showers have not been the most enjoyable but it's okay I also there's also my um and an uncle's house which is the house that my mom grew up in that's Mm -hmm. literally just two minutes walking distance away we're all on the same property so I get my water there um yeah so I'm I'm able to to go over there if I really need to and I'm getting sick of the water but it's it's not terrible but it's definitely something I miss about my own house is having water that does not smell like sewage so that is that is what I have to say about that. Jackie, do you want to share what you've been up to? Well, that definitely sounds like a grounding experience, like having to <laughs> get is. all of your water from like one source. I yeah, feel like definitely I know, it's super grounding. cool. I love I love hearing my grandma explain all of it. So that that part of it is is really interesting and a good a good experience for me as an environmentalist. So. I definitely am grateful for that aspect of it. I can see that the climate activism runs throughout the family. Mm -hmm. It does. does. 
Yeah. Um, but I, unlike Dory, have not been up to anything <laughs> quite as cool as that. Um, I have spent the last week and a half almost going to SAT class. Yeah. Um, for those of you out there who are planning on taking the SAT, all power to you. It is no easy feat. I no, spend about uh, three to five hours a day on SAT oh work, Jackie. which is crazy because this will be the <laughs> second time I'm taking it. Even though most colleges are test option this year, my mm-hmm. mom is very adamant about me taking it. So I am yeah. taking it on August 28th. And the score I get, I hope, is the last time I have to take it. I mean, I'm not expecting a huge improvement from my last score, but anything, I'd take anything at this point just to be done with the SAT. Um, Well, I'm super proud of you for uh, persevering through that. I know (laughs) that is, you and I are always so busy, so I'm sure this has been quite an exciting addition to your normal crazy schedule so I do I do really admire you for putting in all the work these past couple of weeks and I'm sure it'll pay off I guarantee it will I, I really am hoping that it does that in the end I'll be like oh, I'm glad I took that class yeah but uh, right now I'm going through it I'm like when is this going to be over yeah. <laughs> oh gosh but yeah other than that I haven't really been doing much just at home kind of decompressing after all the travel that yeah. I've been on the last couple of weeks which has been yeah you have nice. been on the go definitely go on the go reference yeah. to our favorite podcast as, <laughs> yes. like, as Brooke and Danielle would say but yes, yeah exactly uh, it's been nice to just be at home and kind of like unpack my room because mm-hmm. I've also this summer recently got my own room my sister and I have shared a room for as long as we can remember so this summer we finally got our own rooms um, oh my and gosh, Maya has, that's awesome. Yeah, but she has definitely, like, she got a head start because her room was mm-hmm. done before mine. So she's all done and decorated. And I'm over here still living out of boxes. So it's slowly, <laughs> slowly getting there. And I hope to get there before the start of school. But I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Do you have a theme you're going for? Um, well, it's actually very similar to, like, our podcast theme. Like, the <gasps> oh colors. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. For those of you familiar with like our Instagram and, and our podcast cover, mm-hmm. it's very like kind of groovy 70s vibes. So <laughs> yeah, that's Jackie's new thing right now. It is my new thing. <laughs> so it's definitely reflected in, in my interior design when it comes to my room. So just pulling together all the final pieces. I think now I have all the big furniture. It's just like decorating. Yeah, that's act- that's so funny you say that because I've been obsessed with um deciding on the theme of my dorm which is something I will not have to worry about for a good year (laughs) but I'm a planner so I have already made a Pinterest board and I was totally going for the same thing in like a I'm I've been super into orange lately actually just I bought some orange clothing and a new orange claw clip today um anyways but I'm super into rainbows and I love that design Mm -hmm. of like the yellow and orange rainbows I just bought a planner with it actually so that's kind of what inspired me to think of that. And then I realized, oh my gosh, this totally lines up with our podcast colors and our podcast theme. So I'm excited so cool. for that. I, I know I will not have the time to redecorate my room this year, but I my yeah. plan is now to translate this idea to whatever I do with my dorm. So yeah, no shame yeah. in getting a head start. No, it exactly. takes your mind off. That's a good way to like yeah, <laughs> exactly. distract yourself. It's a nice distraction. I'm like college applications. No, planning my dorm. That's, exactly, that's my number one priority <laughs> right now. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I guess we should probably move to our joyful mm-hmm. moment of the week. Yeah. 
So mine, once again, as it has been for our past two episodes, has been more of a general experience, but mine's definitely just being here in Minnesota, getting to spend time with my family. I was here earlier in the summer, very briefly, um, for my cousins to celebrate my cousin's high school graduation, but now I'm here at the cabin. It's been two years since I've got to stay here, Um, so it's been, it's just been such an amazing week or so that I since I got here, I've been spending time at the lake, connecting with nature, like Amelia was saying she's been doing out in Massachusetts. So I definitely have tapped into that and just tried to spend as much time walking around on this beautiful property. Um, I've been going out on the pontoon, which is this bigger kind of boat that's nice for just hanging out and bringing food and drinks and jumping off for swimming, things like that. I've been doing some fishing. I caught a bass oh, two wow. nights ago. Yeah. Um, I, I would say you should be more impressed if like my sister hasn't already caught three fish and I've <laughs> caught one that I actually dropped before I could even pick it up or anything. So that was disappointing, but I'm still happy I caught at least one. My goal is that I will catch one or two more on this trip, but I leave Sunday and we're recording on a Friday. So we'll see where I'm at with that. I'll definitely give an update next week. It's but, quite ambitious, quite, yeah. quite ambitious goal, but yeah, but doable. And yeah, I'm hoping possible. Yeah, that sounds super, super relaxing though, to be up it in is. the cabin. It's and- so nice. Yeah. And I've been, we went water skiing one night. I'm hoping to tube at least once or twice before I leave. That's my sister and I's favorite activity. Um, and I've been getting to spend time with my my family's two big dogs, Luna and Lily. They're adorable. And then three more, three more big dogs just got here today. It's my aunt's, my uncle's wife. So my aunt, her sister is here with their three big dogs that look identical to each other, but they're adorable and they're super playful and loving. So I'm super excited about that. I will get to spend time with them after we record today. Ooh, I'm definitely yeah. a big dog person. So me too. One, of, I so, love big dogs. Yeah, Luna, the one of my aunt and uncle's big dogs. She's a chocolate lab, and that's my <gasps> dream kind of dog. Oh. So I'm just, I get so excited every time I get to see her when I'm out in Minnesota, and just I spend a majority of my time trying to be around her and she always comes on the pontoon with us she's a huge boat dog so I get to see her quite a bit while I'm up here oh yeah I think chocolate labs are definitely in my top three favorite Mm -hmm. dogs I'd have to rank Bernie's mountain dog at the top because they're just so cute oh my gosh um and then chocolate lab and then my third favorite would definitely be like a golden retriever yeah type dog me too yeah, that's my, I can't wait to, I, depending on where I live, I don't know if San Francisco will ever be the greatest place for a big dog, but if I live someplace outside of San Francisco, I will definitely be getting a big dog, but who knows? Same. Who knows? Same. Well, I'm glad that you get to um, kind of end the summer on a high mm-hmm. note in the, in Minnesota in the cabin. It sounds super fun. Yeah. Um, and like I said before, my week has n- not been quite so um exciting um but the one thing I've been able to keep up with and kind of has brought joy into my life is being able to keep up with the Olympics I don't know if you, yes. you've been able to watch some of it uh in a little Minnesota, bit a little, a little bit. bit yeah uh just just the keep moments probably um but mm-hmm. I have definitely loved like 
watching, um, especially track and field. I also, I run track for my high school and I've recently like become a super fan for the U S Olympic team. Um, just the women on the team, they're so cool and inspiring. Oh my gosh. That's the one thing I have been following a bit because mostly from your Instagram story, Jackie has been (laughs) guilty. Yeah. She's been great about posting all of the updates and sharing, sharing different videos of her favorite athletes that I know she's going to get into right now, but yes, that's been fun to see. Um, this past week, I have become a super fan of Sydney <laughs> McLaughlin and Tara Davis. So Tara Davis uh, is one of the women's long jump jumpers for the USA team. She also jumps at the University of Texas and she was like the NCAA champion. She's just wow. the coolest person ever. Super fun and super funky. And I just love her. <laughs> um, and then I've also recently become obsessed with like I said, Sydney McLaughlin. Um, she recently broke her own world record at the Olympics, I running saw that. a fifty-one forty-six in the women's four hundred meter hurdles. Which, for those of you who are not familiar with track, is like Me. one complete <laughs> lap. But then there's also hurdles. Running oh it gosh. under a, a minute is insane. So the fact that That's she was able crazy. to do it with hurdles. It just blows my mind. She is so cool. She's only 21, so she'll be back oh my in, gosh. I think, Paris, right? 2024 is in Paris. Yeah. And hopefully she'll get another gold medal, but she's just so cool. Um, but yeah, those two, definitely two of my favorites. Um, but I was also really impressed with, like, the other women um, at the Games who also have, like, professional lives. Um, yeah. One of them being Gabby Thomas, who ran the ran for the u.s in the 200 meter dash she she won um bronze but she also is a graduate from harvard who where she majored in neurobiology and then she's currently working towards her master's in epidemiology like i don't know where these people have time to be both an olympian and like saving the world from pandemics and things like that so she was super cool seriously and then there was also Lee Kiefer, who was the first female American to win gold in like women's fencing individual foil, I think. And she's also a meds like a med student. Like, where do these women have time to do work and I practice? Know. That's Ugh. what I love about all of these Olympic athletes is how young they are and how accomplished they are, not only in athletics, but what you were saying, they all have some kind of educational background and have other have other plans for their lives but I just love seeing how young all these people are and how I just oh my gosh to go to the Olympics at such a young age is just something that you can't surpass in terms of accomplishment I yeah I love it exactly like even making it to the games in the first place is an accomplishment exactly but meddling at such a young age on such a big stage is Mm -hmm is unbelievable and I think what these women like have been able to demonstrate is that if you have two passions you don't need to um like give up one in order to pursue the other like you're fully Mm -hmm. capable of pursuing both at the same time and being successful in both and I think that's something that I would like to probably apply in my life um but yeah it's just been super cool to get them to get to watch them compete and represent our country and uh, it was just, I'm sad to see that the, the Olympics come to an end. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with what you were saying. And I think that's something I've personally been grappling with 
a lot recently is with deciding what I want to major in college and what I want to keep in my life with having my own academic passions and then also theater and acting. And I know that's definitely something applicable to you, as you were just saying, with both basketball and track and then also Mm -hmm. your other academic pursuits. So I think that's something these athletes are definitely sharing a really important message to young young people everywhere who are figuring out what they want to do with their life and that you yeah. in no way have to sacrifice both of the things you love yeah. or and more th- than two maybe you have three things you love you can do it all <laughs> you can do it all there's there's nothing stopping you except for yourself I guess mm-hmm. is what they've oh, been able so to inspirational Jackie <laughs> <laughs> quoting myself yes um, but yeah I mean they've also demonstrated that like well balance is important right in our lives Mm -hmm. but sometimes you do need to take that risk and kind of like put yourself first like if this is something that I want to do or these are things that I want to do like I shouldn't have to give up one to do the other yeah um yeah yeah bright side or a a a bright spot in my week yes (laughs) so much so much positivity as we've been saying positivity this podcast is all about positivity so exactly I I hope we brought a lot of that to you all well, yeah. So my joyful moment kind of leads into the to the quote that I wanted to share. Yes, for the week I added. loved this when I saw this. Yes. This so it actually chose. comes from another Olympian who competed at the games, Allison Felix, who is now the, one of the most decorated Olympic track and field athletes. I believe she has like 10 medals. Wow. She's oh competed in the last, uh, I could be wrong, but like four Olympics and like wow. has medal in all of them. She is so cool. Like she's a mother she's an activist, she's an Olympian, like she does it all. So the quote is, patience isn't waiting. It's the knowledge that to become exceptional takes time. And I just really loved this quote because it relates back to what I said about balance, but then also like pursuing your ambitions and your passions. Um, And those things take time, like they're not going to happen right away. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you put the work in and, and you have faith, like it it could yeah I really I really like this perspective on the idea of patience and just accepting accepting the outcome of your your hard work because it definitely it takes time that's that's inevitable with any anything you pursue in life it's going to take time and that process of waiting for it to really create something is definitely the hardest part so I really I really enjoy what Allison is saying about how important it is to just shift your your view on what exactly patience is so that's a great one Jackie I'm glad you I'm glad you chose something applicable to your joyful moment (laughs) yes so now we have our funny slash silly slash random question of the week this week it is again sticking with the olympics theme because i know that's what's been on everyone's minds and tvs in the past couple weeks but it is if you could compete in any olympic event let's say summer or winter um what would it be and why Jackie, you want to start? Ooh, I think that I'd have to pick either. Um, well, I don't think of it. There's so many sports <laughs> that are super cool. Um, I really liked watching diving. I think they're so diving cool. is so cool. It is yeah. so so strange how they do that with their I don't body. I, I don't get it, it, but it is so entertaining to watch. 
yeah so I think I'd be a diver if I could pick um any I Olympic like sport that or I guess I'd like I don't know just I guess any track and field event I think mm-hmm. it'd be cool to participate in um but yeah those would be my two top choices for Olympic events what about you Dory Mine. So I'm not an athlete. I think I've (laughs) disclosed this already. I'm not an athlete and I never hope to play a sport again, but I've always been obsessed with figure skating at the Olympics. When I was younger, I was, I was certain I was going to start figure skating when I was younger and I did look into doing it, but San Francisco is just not the ideal place for that. The closest ice rink is downtown and my family's like no we're we're not doing that actually I own I own figure skates that I still skate with because I do enjoy ice skating and I'm decent but I am no figure skater Mm. at all but I was determined I was going to be an Olympic um figure skater when I was younger so definitely if I could somehow get a miraculous talent for figure skating and like years of lessons behind me I 100% would try to go to the Olympics for figure skating because I just think it's so beautiful and so impressive (laughs) I don't understand that's another one I don't understand how they do that how they do all these turns and all these whatever spins same thing um on ice and it's just so magical to watch the way they just glide across the ice and perform with a partner though with all the jumps and the lifts I just think it's such such a cool sport to watch so definitely figure skating <laughs> that I is agree. my answer I think we've all had that like dream when we were I younger think to so. be a figure skater yeah I, I, I definitely did. did have that at yes. one point <laughs> and they have such cool costumes too I know Ugh so pretty yeah Yeah. but I have uh had my share of figure skating (laughs) and I would say definitely should just stick to it as recreational sport for me not competitive just leave it at that (laughs) okay so now I think we're ready to introduce our second guest Jackie want to take it away yes so this week we're excited to have on a close friend or a friend of mine close friend of mine um Sammy Bringus um she is also a senior. She's a senior at Consummate Oak High in Elk Grove, California. Um, I actually know Sammy through basketball. Um, we both play Asian League and we've played against each other quite a few times. I think I've played against her since sixth grade. So going on a couple of years now. Um, but yeah, so Sammy um, is involved in quite a few things in her community. She is a neighborhood news correspondent for Access Local, which is a nonprofit organization based out of Sacramento. Um, She writes articles for them. Um, She's also a videographer for the Sunrise Movement, which is a climate activist group in Sacramento. And she is also the president of her Equality Now Club at her high school. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I believe they tackle gender equality and advocate for social change through legal action. So we're super excited oh my gosh. Um, to get to talk to her. About, she has such an impressive resume. I know. Um, she is also one of the first people I thought about when mm-hmm. we were coming up with this podcast. It was her and Amelia. And I'm like, we need to get them on. We need to talk to them. She's just super inspiring and has like Dory said a lot on her resume yeah yeah I I can't wait to talk to her and she's a lot of similar interests that I do so I cannot wait to just pick her brain and see see what she has to share with us today so let's let's get into the interview
Hi, everyone. We're back here with Sammy. We are so excited to have her on. Sammy, do you want to just start out by sharing a quick few facts about yourself and just introduce who you are and why you're here? Hi, everyone. I'm Sammy. I'm currently a senior in high school um, at Kasumas Oaks High School. It's in Oak Grove. Um, which is near Sacramento. And I actually know Jackie because we play in the same basketball league. She's way better than me, though. I have no, not close to her level at all. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really into feminism and girl power and all that. So I was, thought this was the perfect opportunity to come join a yes. podcast. Yeah. Amy is not giving herself enough credit. She yeah, is a yeah, in, in the herself. She's not giving herself credit. I I mentioned earlier in our like mm-hmm. um, catch up segment um, how we've been playing against each other since, since sixth grade, um, and this will be our last year playing against each other, which is kind Aww. of sad. I know. Hopefully, we get a season. I hopefully. I think we will, though. I've heard rumors of a Barons tournament. I don't know if you can deny or confirm them. Um. From what I know, I think there's going to be one in September, but who knows? It's so washy. I hope we get something. It's not in Reno, though. I know. That's a little sad, but it's better than nothing if uh, we at least get to play in Sacramento. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I guess we can move to the BuzzFeed quiz of the week. Yes. Okay. I love this one. I am a huge Swifty. So our question is, which Taylor Swift album are you based on your favorite things? So another very random one. We had a Disney princess one last week that was based on your interior design preferences. So (laughs) this will, this will be interesting, but Sammy, do you want to start off and share your results? Yeah, I'm so down. I'm a huge Swifty. So yes! when I saw oh this gosh. quiz, I was like, this is perfect. I love oh, that's, this. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. So I'm, <laughs> glad, I'm glad we stuck with this one for this week. So I got 1989, which Ooh. is my second favorite album. First is What's Folklore. your first? Okay. Folklore. Oh, yes, good answer. <laughs> um, so it says I'm, care- I'm a carefree individual and not much phases me, which I think is pretty true. Um, I try to go at any everything with just a very much carefree mindset um it says that I'm honest with myself um I empower those around myself I guess so um and you definitely do (laughs) and that I'm a go-getter I definitely think I'm a go-getter um I definitely say yes to anything that comes my way so I guess that BuzzFeed quiz is pretty accurate yeah yeah, mine was honestly pretty accurate too. I mean, minus a few things, but I got actually, I would probably my favorite album, Fearless. Uh, so I was kind of excited about this. Mine says, you're hopeless romantic, true. And the idea of finding that special person fascinates and enamors you. You're starting to find your place in the world and people are starting to take notice of you. You're a free spirit and you radiate happiness to those around you. I'd say the second part of the last sentence is true, but I would like to say I'm a free spirit, but I think I'm too much of a planner (laughs) to really qualify as a free spirit. I'm a little, little too much into my planning and organizing, but what's your horoscope? I'm a Libra, but I have, yes. Ah, what are you? (laughs) Um, I'm an Aries. Okay. Also, I have a lot of my best friends are Aries. We had a whole discussion about horoscopes and personality types in our first episode. So I love that. Definitely have to listen because we, we talked about a lot. We did. Um, but Jory, I think you are in some sense kind of free spirited, even though you say you're not in some aspects. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, definitely. 
Um, I got Speak Now. I'm definitely Ooh. not as huge of a Swifty as you seem to, <laughs> seem to be, but I do dabble into your Swift. So yes. um, I'm still a fan. Um, mine says you wear your heart and your emotions on your sleeve and you aren't afraid to call people out. So I feel like this applies sometimes. <laughs> it definitely yeah. depends on the situation. Um, and then it says you're a lover of stories and getting to know people for who they truly are. I think that Ooh. definitely rings oh, true. That's so cute. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then it finishes with, although you've been burned in the past, you still believe in true love and that everything <laughs> happens for a reason. You're humble and having a close relationship with your family and friends is important to you, which is definitely very true for me. But that's such a cute one. I love that. Yeah, I love that album too. Yeah. I will definitely have to re-listen to it because I think it's been a couple of years since I've listened to this one specifically. I think yeah. I've definitely been more in tune with her more recent stuff mm-hmm. than older stuff. Yeah, I'll have to listen to it if it if BuzzFeed says what BuzzFeed says goes. Yeah, what BuzzFeed says goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but Sammy would maybe want to talk about a little what you've been up to this summer, summer plans. Oh sure. Um, so I, I know I said I'm from Sacramento, but I actually spend most of my time in San Francisco. That's like my, yes. where my family is. So I'm barely here. <laughs> Um, so most of my summer I spent surfing in Pacifica. I'm sure you guys know oh, where so Linda Mar is. Yes. 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 Uh, hiking, Maury Point. I do that with my family a lot. Oh, one of my favorite hikes. Definitely. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. It is. If you go and if you go when it's not foggy, it's absolutely gorgeous. I know. That's the key. Not foggy. Not foggy. Jackie, you it's might like, have to take me because I will I take you, Dorian. And I love hiking. So you should, it's not it's even a, a hard hike. It's an yeah. easy hike. That's why okay. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's okay. Busy. We're definitely going. <laughs> yeah. Surfing I've been up to. Um I actually like got into photography for a little bit, but it's not a huge really? thing. Yeah. What, I like, what's that? what kind of photography do you do? Like film, just film photography. Mm-hmm. I always use those disposable cameras. And then I went on eBay oh. and got like a real, like not a real film camera, but like a manual one. So I didn't have to keep buying and throwing wow. away a disposable one. Yeah. So that's what that's been pretty cool. And then, yeah, I kind of, I just edit videos on my free time. Like when we go surfing, I'll edit a video or um, like with activism, I'll edit videos. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's what's my summer has been up to. Awesome. Um, okay. So now we wanted to dive a little bit into what your areas of interest are specifically with activism. So if you just want to share a little bit about your work with climate activism and um, political activism, whatever you think is important to share about your work. Yeah. So I definitely think with activism, I definitely started with feminism just because Mm -hmm. like when I was little, I was just tired of boys, like just constantly (laughs) getting everything they could and wanted and Mm -hmm. all that. Um, And so my dad took me to my first women's march in San Francisco. Oh, I know. That's isn't so that so cute? cute? Oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> and yeah, he took me in seventh grade, I think. And then I really got into it. And um, more recently, I've got into climate activism, just because mm-hmm. like climate change is getting closer and closer. Yeah. Um, and then like that also just means opportunities to get involved in it have also become larger. So uh, yeah, I. Right now, I would say most of my activism was with climate activism. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, um, I don't know if Jackie shared this, but I'm part of the Bay Area Youth Climate Summit. So that's who our our um, our guest was last week, Amelia Fortgang. She's the chair and she's gone to be a close friend of mine because we work on the team together. But I personally, I know you're involved with Sunrise and I love the Sunrise movement and I haven't gotten the chance to get involved with them yet, but I love sharing their content since I do all of our social media. So I definitely admire the Sunrise Movement and their mission in general. So do you want to share a little bit about what you've been doing for them? Oh, yeah. Um, also, that's so cool that you guys are involved <laughs> in it too. Like I've yeah. heard about the Bay Area Summit like through Twitter mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely share the information with you about our fall summit because we'll need as many people sharing it as possible. Yeah, I'll definitely retweet any day. Yes, awesome. But yeah, for the Sunrise Movement, um, I just got an Instagram ad in October, I would say, to -hmm. join. And I was like, I'm not doing anything. It's the pandemic. Like, I'm in my house (laughs) all the time. So I was just like, why not? I'll attend a Zoom meeting. And then I realized, like, people in the Sunrise Movement are the most passionate and nicest people you'll ever meet. Like, the environment they set is just so comforting. So that allowed me to, like, kind of explore leadership roles almost Mm because it was a very comfortable environment. And so... I'm really into video editing and if you look on their Instagram like a lot of their posts are videos and they're all Mm -hmm. amazing good videos and I've always wanted to learn how to edit like that so I um there was a protest at the Capitol in Sacramento and I just volunteered to edit it and then um it kind of got like noticed by their Sunrise Movement Nationals editors. Wow. So yeah. That's so cool. So they invited me to this video training to like up my skills and kind of match their narrative. So like the videos look unified. So I went to that training and um, after that I filmed more protests. They were really liking my work. So then I got to work with Sunrise Movement Gen on Fire, um, Generation on Fire. And it was a group of five girls who walked all the way from Paradise to San Francisco. And they walked, yeah, on foot. And I just filmed and edited some of their stops. Like I filmed their Sacramento stop and I filmed some of their San Francisco stops. And so, yeah, while filming and editing, you have like all these conversations with all these people, you hear all Mm -hmm. their stories. And yeah, that is my main involvement, I would say, with the Sunrise Movement is making videos for them. That's amazing. I did not know any of that. So thank you so much (laughs) for sharing. Um, I just had a quick question. When you went to the Sunrise Movement meeting, was it with the Sacramento Hub or did you go to one of the national ones? Oh, it was Sacramento Hub for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Jackie, do you want to get into our larger questions now yeah I mean you kind of like kind of hit a couple of the like our first questions so like how you got involved and Mm -hmm. and how you first began to educate yourself I guess I guess we can move to um any advice you'd have for anyone getting involved with different protests regarding variety of different subjects like things you've learned since you've been to a couple now um my main advice I think would be definitely don't be afraid to ask questions Um, There's going to be a lot of buzzwords in activism, like words you don't really know the meaning of. And I know in the beginning, I was really embarrassed to like admit that I didn't know the meanings of these words. 
And so I would definitely say, just don't be afraid to ask. Um, um, what else for activism? Oh, like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Like with activism, everyone's there to support you. Everyone's on the same side and you're never gonna really be alone because like the main point of activism is to do stuff as a team because you won't get anywhere alone. So I definitely would say my top two advice is don't be afraid to ask questions and just don't be afraid to put yourself out there because um, like after you dive into it, it's really not that scary. That's a great piece of advice. I know <laughs> I'm so excited for actual protests to start up again in San Francisco. That's something I'd love to start going to more this year. The only one I've been to is also the Women's March. I think the same one in 2017 you were talking about that was oh my gosh yeah it was 2017 yes. that's crazy yeah it was it was the elect it was the year Trump was elected so mm -hmm. maybe it was I, yeah I think it was January 2017 yeah I, I remember right after the election yeah. yeah there was a sign that said some I remember it was when Trump got elected because it was like Trump voters eat Tide Pods or something that is 2017 in a nutshell exactly <laughs> oh my if gosh. you could sum it up in one sentence it would be that yeah. exactly yeah. oh my gosh that's, that's awesome okay I believe our next question was oh my gosh we we kind of answered a lot of these but right Oh, yeah. Okay. Another thing we wanted to talk about was how you started and are now the president of the Equality Now Club at your high school. So we just wanted to ask you to describe what the process was like creating the club and getting more people involved within your school community. Yeah. So, okay. The first step of the process was because at my school, you can't have a club unless 10 people are like committed oh, to joining. I know. Kind of interesting. Yeah, <laughs> because like, you know, you can't just start one up, you have to have like 10 people already signed on the list before you even mm -hmm. like, talk to a teacher about starting one. So, um, you know, like Instagram stories, I saw that there was a big interest in political activism at my school. So I was like, okay, getting 10 signatures shouldn't be a problem. So I got the 10 signatures, I talked to my friends, because at my school, there's like so many rules to start a club. <laughs> And so you need like five officers. So I got my friends to be officers. And what I realized with the Instagram posts is that people really just want to be educated in like a really simple, easy way. And so I was like, okay, a club would be perfect for this. So we did slideshows every week, just describing like really simple topics to educate. Um, we would just like describe these topics in a simple way. Like we did um, we described like what sexual assault is and how to report it and like what victim blaming is and rape culture is. Um, we did one about um, like environmental racism, Black Lives Matter, all of that. And we just kind of did it in a way to simply educate people at our school just because, you know, it's not really, I don't know, it's not really offered at the education level, like in a classroom, mm -hmm. let's say. Um, and then... It also was just a great place to like push out resources, like um, activism organizations to join or charities to uh, donate to. So that was the inspiration and the process for starting the Equality Now Club at my school. Kind of a long answer. I hope it made sense. <laughs> no, that was perfect. No, it was perfect. <laughs> I would love to connect you with Mia Aronson. She's in another 
another amazing student leader at our school who's the president of our gear club which is our gender equality equality. something else club but yeah she would I'm sure she would love to talk to you about all of that um I think that's definitely some things that I would love to see at our own school Oh, you guys yeah. go to San Ignatius, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. we wow. do. Go yeah. Wildcats. Yes, <laughs> go, Wildcats. go Wildcats. I used to like um, practice basketball there in the summer, like when I was in middle school. Oh, yeah. And I remember just because your guys' school is just so much more bigger than mine. It's, big. like, it's wow. pretty big. Can I go here? <laughs> She's an honorary Wildcat. Yes. She's an honorary Wildcat. Exactly. Um, But I think what you said about educating people is really important because I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the problems with why so many kids our age are so afraid to get involved with activism because they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing or refer to the wrong piece of of information. And I think it's important that we just kind of take that first step and educate ourselves on like terms and I think you said like buzzwords Mm -hmm. um, just so that we can like we know what we're talking about and we know what we're supporting. Yeah. And that's what I love about our age, like our generation being so involved in activism is the fact that we are all still learning. And that's what makes it such a welcoming community. Like what you were talking about, Sammy, with the Sunrise Movement is that activists, especially within our generation, are just so collaborative and always willing to learn more and learn from others. And I know that's what I've loved since getting involved with the Climate Summit is just seeing how how willing everyone is to work with each other and um, learn learn new information about activism and organizing from from their peers. So yeah, I definitely a hundred percent. Yeah, because you know it's strength in numbers, I guess, with mm-hmm. activism. And when you when you don't take the time to teach people things, you're never going to gain more numbers, I guess. Yeah. So I, it's extremely important. I agree. Um, okay. So our actually let's see what was our next okay this leads into our next question yeah we kind of talked about it a little bit but like why do you think it's important for young people to express their voice and, and get involved in activism and local politics Ooh, I definitely would say it's extremely important for young people to express their voice like openly just because we can't vote and a lot of these uh topics will be affecting our generation directly especially with climate change, because we can't vote at all. And we're going to have to deal with the repercussions of whatever voting outcome comes our way. So yeah, that's the main reason It's just because we can't vote. But our voices still need to be heard because these problems that these adults are voting on still affect us, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great response. Um, So to kind of move into the next question and the next topic um it is why is journalism important to you and what made you decide to get involved with access local so that's something we were going to mention earlier but if you want to just share a little bit about what access local is how you got involved and then like the question was saying why is journalism important to you okay awesome um so access local tv was like a nonprofit journalism company in sacramento And I actually participated in a paid internship, which was about eight months. So it just ended, but I still would love to talk about it. Um, (laughs) I really loved Access Local because since it was a nonprofit and since it was local, oftentimes we brought up stories that had to do with like social justice issues that wouldn't be picked up by big newspapers. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so we did a lot of work with homelessness just because um, oftentimes big newspapers don't pick that up. And it's, it's really easy to get stories just because, you know, you don't have to go through three people or five people in order to get connected with a homeless person. You can honestly just go up to them and hear their story. Um, and journalism, I would say, is extremely important because it's one of the only ways to have, I guess, a story be heard by the masses, I guess. Even though ours was a small journalism uh, company, at least these voices were still being heard because we were we were writing about them. And I we got to choose our stories for this program, which we were super lucky to, because oftentimes they get assigned for student journalists. So I picked a lot of climate justice stories and yes. of, yeah, just just things that didn't get picked up by big newspapers, which was which is super cool about Access Local because we were able to make those stories be released to the public. Yeah. Was this your first experience with journalism? Um, had you been involved at school before or like you just saw this opportunity and you're like, this is something I could be interested in? Yeah, this was even my first job. <laughs> like I was very... I remember the Sunrise Movement, we have like this like texting app and they just put in this ad. And again, it was the pandemic. I had nothing to do. And I was like, okay, why not? I could just do it mm -hmm. and I'll get paid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just signed up and yeah, it was definitely just jumping, diving in with no foresight because <laughs> I remember getting the job and I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what I'm going to be doing. But yeah, it was awesome. Like, I don't regret it at all. I would totally do it again. And I would say like when I was like in middle school, I had like a little bit of a journalism interest just because I thought it'd be cool to travel the world and like write stories. <laughs> but I had no idea like what was like into it, I guess. But yeah, I was definitely just... I just said yes to the job offer. I had I had no idea what it, what was going to come my way. Yeah, you're saying you're a go getter, so I think that that story aligns perfectly with what you were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah. Buzzfeed knows. Buzzfeed is Buzzfeed never. does know. Yeah. I know that's why yeah, we it's like more to accurate it. than we give it credit. Honestly, <laughs> what Buzzfeed says, but <laughs> Buzzfeed goes exactly. So this question might be a little redundant to what you were already saying, but. How have you used your journalism platform to advocate for your experiences and activism involvement? Oh, definitely just um, lifting up charity organizations. I would definitely mm -hmm. say that was the number one way I used it because like mutual aid and all that um, oftentimes just goes unnoticed because it's yeah. super small and like at a very person to person level. Um, I remember a lot of just due to the pandemic, there was a lot of homelessness and so many uh, like local community pantries and community refrigerators were opening up. So we did a big story on like those, those pantries, those public pantries, just so first of all, people could find out and donate, but also like people could also find a resource to go if they needed more food. Um, and then I also did a lot of stories for a um, couple of the Sunrise Movement Sacramento actions that were going on, just because like 
there's kind of a lot and a lot of them don't get picked up by the national news unless it's like insanely big. So I definitely did a little bit of um, pushing for having those stories be put because I definitely think that the Sunrise Movement actions needed to be publicized and they weren't. So those were like the main two, I would definitely say with journalism is we focused on homelessness and climate activism just because it was super prominent in Sacramento. Yeah, I think you could probably say the same thing about San Francisco in regards to homelessness, especially yeah. since um, or because of the pandemic. Um, I think, Joy, I don't know if you were part of the that one core project, but I participated in a, a oh, service no, I project end up doing that. about gentrification in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So we learned about the history of gentrification and, and its effects today. And we talked about the effect the pandemic had on the homeless population in San Francisco and how a lot of people um, who were living low income were pushed out of their homes because they couldn't afford to pay rent. And it's stories like those that you don't hear about, like you yeah, were saying, exactly. that we we probably should have been hearing about. And it wasn't until like I, I, I took this experience that I learned about all these people and all these different experiences. And I definitely think there needs to be more people like you, Sammy, writing about like these stories and amplifying these experiences because they're more prominent than we, than we think. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, Jackie. That's so cool. It was, it was, it was a great, it was um, like over the course of three weeks, like we had like two hour seminar sessions and I forget the, oh, I should probably should know this, but the, the organization <laughs> okay. we were, we worked with, um, but they had like a, a student um, volunteer kind of walk us through, like, like I said, the history of gentrification and, and mm-hmm. I hadn't realized how much of a problem it it had been and still is today in San Francisco, especially. Oh yeah, I definitely relate. I had no idea how big of a problem homelessness was until um, we started focusing stories on it. And that's a lot of people. So that's why it's important to write stories yeah. on it. Yeah, San Francisco has just been, like you were saying, Jackie, especially because of the pandemic, it's been so awful and things were improving slowly, but surely because um, I know that was one of, Mary London Breed's um, main initiatives when she was when she became mayor so it's been really hard to see that progress kind of be on a downtrend because of COVID so I'm hoping San Francisco and Sacramento and all those um, more urban areas can really get back on track as we start to heal from the pandemic so I agree with what Jackie was saying that is just it's so inspiring to see people like you amplifying those stories and getting them out to the public. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> Look, at us. Yeah. Look at us. I know. Seven, only 17 and already changing the world. Yes. <laughs> yep. I so, guess speaking of future plans. Yes, exactly. Um, so this, you can also, so the question is, what are your career plans and how do you plan to integrate all of your passions into what you decide to do? And if you don't have specific career plans, you can share what you want to major in or maybe some <laughs> college plans, whatever you think will work for this question. You, because I was like, career plans, that's so scary. <laughs> that's like the scariest question. I know, I know. I know. I feel like at our age, especially, it's like, I know. what do you want to be? What are you going to study? Especially with college applications. Now we actually have to decide. It's coming so quick. I know. But, um, okay. I definitely don't know career. So I'll answer (laughs) college. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I definitely want to study in New York, New York City. Yes. Are you guys the same or? I'm more LA, but I have not fully decided. <laughs> I am definitely along the lines, same as you, Sammy. I want to go to the yeah. East Coast, whether that be in New York or Boston. I've kind of yeah. fallen in love with both of those cities. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing with me. Um, I'm applying to a few schools in New York and then a few, like one school in Boston, um, one school in Chicago, Yes, and then I'm yeah. applying to LMU in LA. That's like the only school in California I'm applying <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, I, it's if it's not obvious, I want to like get away. <laughs> yeah, same, same here. <laughs> Very much 17-year-old girl of us, but I like it. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's like, I want to leave home. I need a fresh start. I need yeah, I was telling Jackie, I've, I've been torn between home and going someplace far away. I'm really yeah. not not decided on that yet but we all have some big decisions coming up for us don't we we have time we have time (laughs) yes yeah do you have Um, any idea of what you want to study in college so I definitely want to minor in sustainability just because (gasps) yeah yeah I and I also feel like a lot of jobs will come up just because like Mm -hmm. climate change will come and jobs will have to be made and if I minor in sustainability kind of gives me a head start I guess yeah Um, I'm on the same page for that (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. We, yeah. We think. We think. Yes. Yes. Um, for major, though, I've honestly um, been debating on political science. I think it's kind of overwhelming a uh, major, but mm-hmm. I definitely I think I'm definitely leaning towards political science. And I honestly might just go to like a liberal arts school and study like a range of subjects. But that's where I think I am right now is major in political science or like public policy or something like that. And then minor in sustainability. Oh my gosh, that sounds so cool. I definitely yes. think, yeah, I'd probably like to go into political science as well. Me too. Something, <laughs> yeah. So we're all on the same page. That's so good Gen Z. Like, so yeah. Gen Z of us, exactly. Oh my gosh. But hey, this world needs change makers. And yeah, exactly. It's ours for the taking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, um, go ahead, Dory. Okay. It's like a, <laughs> a wrap-up question. Yes. <laughs> so this kind of ties into the theme of our podcast, but it's why do you think it is important for young girls to have role models closer to their own age? Ooh, this is an interesting question. It's a tough one. Take yeah. your time. <laughs> um, okay. I would definitely say just because when you have a role model closer to your age, it can definitely seem more relatable Mm -hmm. just because you're going to be going through the same things and living through the same time, I guess. And it's also just, it's way more obtainable in your eyes just because they're so similar to your age. Um, Like oftentimes, like, yeah, I look up to AOC, but she's also so much older than me. And it it can be kind of Mm -hmm. difficult because, you know, she can't relate to fighting through, the college apps, you know, like (laughs) if you have one who's the same age, you can definitely relate. Um, And yeah, I definitely, it's more obtainable just because you can physically see it at your age because you can definitely follow the exact trends just because they're so similar to your age, like starting Mm -hmm. a a club at your high school or joining like a high school led organization. It's, it just gives you way, such an easier path to follow because they're closer to your age. Yeah. 
And you like can talk about the same things like astrology, Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, I totally agree. I think that's what I struggled with growing up, like finding role models because I can never really relate to anyone because they were always so much older. Like all the people mm-hmm. who my friends would look up to and be like, well, they're 20, 25 years older than me. How can I see myself in them? I think that's one of the reasons why Dory and I wanted to do something like this is to show like girls our age or younger that it's possible to accomplish things at 17. Like you don't have to wait until you're 20, (laughs) 30 to like make a difference. Like you could do it now. That's honestly yeah. why I like watching the Olympics too, is because they're all so close. Oh to my god, <laughs> we were that was that was half of our catch up earlier was talking about how much we love seeing young athletes and all of their accomplishments. So, <laughs> like Lydia Jacoby, I'm like yes, yes, she's yes. our age. Yes, she was so yeah. We were talking, and then all the women who are pursuing like medical careers while also mm-hmm. being Olympians, like Gabby Thomas, she's studying epidemiology crazy. or something like that. Lee Kiefer, the, the fencer, she wow, girl is a med student. And I'm like, wow, you can really do both. <laughs> they really can do both. Like, yeah. Student athlete to like times a hundred. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, I, I, I love what you're saying because what both of you just said because our even our for our generation the world has changed so much in the past couple of years what with covid with climate change becoming an increasing issue and just i don't know like ha- being in such an age of social media there's a lot of different things that we relate to like what you're saying astrology taylor swift tiktok whatever it may be <laughs> i just think it's it's so important for our generation to stick together and know that we're all working towards the same causes so yeah and we're all going to the same things yes exactly exactly we want to thank you sammy for having for coming on so much this was thank you for having such a fun conversation of course um i guess would you want to plug any of your socials uh sunrise movement or (laughs) something we like to ask yeah oh of course um my instagram is Sammy Bringas, like S-A-M-M-I-B-R-I-N-G-A-S. Follow me on there. Um, definitely put a lot of, or definitely put too much pride into that account. Um, so, but I do, so well I do it for a reason. It's so, so aesthetic. It's so oh, I know. Aesthetic. I'm <laughs> literally going to follow right now. No, no, please, Dory. I want yours too. So nice meeting yes, you. Yes, yes. Yes, you too. I'm so happy you came on the show. Yeah. Okay. So thank you so much, Sammy. We are so appreciative of you and just all the work you've done. I know I'm feeling super inspired right now. A little intimidated, honestly. No, you've so done inspired. so much. I'm, I'm literally like, don't be intimidated. I'm 5'2". I look 11. Like there's no <laughs> Me reason. Too. Me too. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, just we're so glad you could come on today and we look forward to seeing everything you do in the future. I can tell you're on an upward trend in terms of your career and whatever you decide to do. And I wish you luck with college and all of the exciting stuff that comes with senior year. I know we're all going to be crazy busy in the next upcoming months. Right back at you guys. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited for all of our futures. Yes. Well, make sure everyone to tune into our episode next week and keep up to date with our Instagram at She's Up Next Podcast. Um, all of our updates and things like that will be on there. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.